0: welcome to jedi master's degree i'm biggs today i've got my friend brandon beardsley on the phone i have been friends with you since geez eighth grade is that right like 92
1: 90 yeah it was 92 yeah Back, clinton got elected
0: yeah. So, of course, cuz of the coronavirus, we're having to do this remotely. Obviously, the other episodes are going to sound better. A lot of them were pre-coronavirus. <laughs> so, I want to start out by asking you, so when's the first time you saw Star Wars? Do you remember?
1: I don't specifically remember. I remember seeing it probably 4 or 5 years old, as early as I can probably remember.
0: So, you don't remember somebody introducing it to you per se, just it was just sort of ever present.
1: Yeah, I would say it's always been there. I remember Renting it on VHS when I was real young. So,
0: did you have a suitcase? Like, did you rent the VCR too, or did you have that?
1: I'm pretty sure we rented the suitcase too. It might. They might had it on, uh, on TV, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Did you ever get to see it in the theater other than the special editions? I know we went to all three of them in high school, but did you ever get to see it before they, they started monkeying with it?
1: No, I had only seen it on VHS before before the special edition
0: in 97. So, Did you ever see it letterboxed before the special edition? Because I, I do want to say for the younger viewers, when we watched Star Wars when we were kids, it was always on TV or vcrs for the most part so you're talking like a 4-3 aspect ratio did you ever see it out of that 4-3 ratio without all the changes made to it
1: now i still have uh, an original copy of the vhs star wars and when it goes through my player it puts it in the widescreen format which is about as close as i've seen the
0: original. Um, Amazing. <laughs> I had seen them all when I was a kid on uh, various forms and I, I already talked about it, so I won't get into it too much, but did you know that there's versions online where they went and, they edited out all the special edition stuff so it's in hd but it's as it was it's fantastic man it looks so good
1: the vhs copy that i watched this summer because we actually took it because i have a projector at home and we actually projected it onto a screen outside so that's about as good as i get
0: we had a conversation on one of our old podcasts where we were talking about i want to say it was like it was cd something i don't remember exactly maybe it was cdrs or something but It was essentially a record player that could do visuals and it would do a little projection inside your house. And so my grandpa got Star Wars and I remember all his neighbors coming over in Billings and we were watching it. And there was like 15 of us watching it. I remember that was super cool (laughs) because it was projected. But so it sounds like a a similar experience that you had.
1: Yeah. And it was just uh, me and my kids, my wife. Ducked out pretty early that night.
0: She had to work in the morning, but Ah,
1: good backyard experience.
0: Let me ask you a question. How would you rank the original trilogy, like one to three?
1: Uh, Start at the bottom and work my way up. I'll say Return of the Jedi 3, A New Hope 2, and... Empire first
0: that's how I go but I will say some of my favorite moments are in Return of the Jedi which is why I can't really get down with knocking it around too much I understand why people don't like it but man there's some great scenes in that one but it's definitely my third favorite out of of the three it used to be Star Wars but the older I get and the more I like looking back at older movies and the pacing of older movies I really really love A New Hope which was of course Star Wars at the time
1: yeah Se é Actually, it's one thing that kind of is a lot harder to look at the original format because the first half of A New Hope feels kind of slow, but, you know, they're creating an entire universe, so
0: I give it a lot of slack. I would also say if you look at it for the time, it was a very quick-moving movie for 1977. Like, I love 70s movies. I love a slow burn, but, like, that that movie fits right in with that slow burn at the beginning. The second half it definitely quickens the pace but when you're kind of stuck with the droids walking around tattooing and they're introducing luke and all that stuff like it is definitely feels like a snail's pace nowadays which is crazy because that movie moved so fast when we were kids it was like the fastest moving movie we had other than cartoons
1: you know it's funny because my memories of watching that movie growing
0: up—it always seems
1: like I remember remember actually starting watching that movie from the scene in the trash compactor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's that's when it really really moves. Like it's it's great from that moment on. There's no wasted moments.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't have any real like I could tell you. I mean, because I've seen it. Who knows how many times? But
0: I- impossible to know. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Memories of it, though, it's definitely the Trash Impactor scene, is if I was catching on TV, that's always where I seemed like I'd catch it, or where things really keep going from then on, so...
0: I wonder what it is about that trash compactor scene too, because when I was a kid, that was always the scene that stuck out to me the most. As an adult, it doesn't as much, but I remember, man, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with that. Like, what's that creature that pops up its eye and all the dirty crap all over them?
1: Well, there's so much, I mean, pun intended, compacted into that one scene, because Uh, I have a mild claustrophobia, so that really plays into that scene. And then thinking about, like, there's stuff living in there, there's, I mean, good chance they're going to die. I mean, there was a lot of real tense tension built up in that scene. And so it's a really memorable scene.
0: Yeah, come to think of it there's certain tropes that we saw so much when we were kids that I've been thinking about a lot revisiting these movies and definitely the walls closing in was a really big one right like I also think of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom you have the spikes that come in and we and once spikes were introduced it was like game over like now it's always spikes right I mean it it seems like
1: every time the walls close in it's spikes now I mean Ash or uh, Army of Darkness and a few other movies
0: that was the one I Thought of immediately too. <laughs> uh, something else. I you got to give Star Wars credit when you when you talk about tropes that that are reused. You got to give them credit for not having quicksand in any other movies until you get
1: way later
0: on. Yes, yeah, you are correct. As soon as I said that, I regretted it. But in the original trilogy, in a time when quicksand was one of the biggest things you had to watch out for, so much that I eyed sandbox a little suspiciously when I would go out to him when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's always, uh, I think Indiana jo- I don't, did Indiana Jones really deal with quicksand?
0: Kingdom of the Crystal School, he's in quicksand and then somebody throws him a snake to get out?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the one we don't like to speak of.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really count.
0: What's your relationship to George Lucas? I will say that
1: my opinion has definitely changed a lot over the years. And it's gone back and forth. I really enjoyed what he did. I enjoyed that he sounded like Kermit the Frog as a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. He definitely got a Kermit the Frog style waddle when he got into his 50s. <laughs>
1: I mean I really enjoyed the first the original trilogy Star Wars movies and then as an adult and seeing what his production company had done with Star Wars over the years and my opinion has faded but the fact that he turned over Star Wars for the last the final trilogy actually the fact that he could allow himself to step away gave him a little more respect than it used to
0: have yeah Yeah, I got to say for myself, I started out, I I loved him. Because anytime he was talking, I was just like, when's when's the new movies coming out? You know what I mean? Uh, Because there is a long period there where it's just like, we didn't know if we're going to get more Star Wars or not. It started to feel like we never were for a while. And so I I worshipped him at that point once I knew who he was. And then when... I'd say by my 20s, I think after all the prequels came out, I started to really, really, he he started to irritate me and irritate me more and more. But I will say I felt a little bit bad for him when the sequel trilogy came out. And then doing research for the show, I never really realized what an innovator he was. You hear about like, oh, he built Star Wars and he built the sandbox everybody can play in, right? Like that's the the sandbox analogy is what people always say about him. But he created so many technologies that every blockbuster employs now. It's really fascinating to realize he didn't just change movies forever with Star Wars. He changed movies forever with all his companies so that he could make Star Wars movies and not get pushed around by studios. So that wasn't much of a question, I guess. You still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here. I was looking up some of uh, George Lucas's
0: catalog. Oh, it's not much. Uh we talked about it on a box office battle that will have already dropped by the time we're having this conversation. Carl and I did, but his only movies was he had A New Hope, he had the prequel trilogy, he had um the car movie. I I can't think of what it is. <laughs> Yeah, American Graffiti. And he did THX 1138, and that's it. Like, everything else is a producer, a story by credit.
1: He has, like, 100 different actor cameos listed on his IMDb.
0: Yeah, he does, like, pop in on stuff a lot. I was kind of surprised when I realized he did Robot Chicken and it was actually his voice. I mean, a lot of times it's himself, but,
1: I mean, like, he had little tiny bit parts in like, Hook and Beverly Hills Cop three
0: okay i didn't see beverly hills cop three what did he do in that one
1: he played disappointed man <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you describe disappointed man for me
1: i just looking at his uh imdb page and that's all it, it lists uh, acting credit for beverly hills cop three i don't remember that movie all that well
0: I never got around to seeing it because I'd seen the first two all the time on TV. And when the third one came out, it was still R and I, I couldn't go to it in the theater. And then literally everybody I knew who saw it said, don't see it. It's terrible. So I just never watched it.
1: Oh, I'm, it's flashing pictures on the IMDb screen here. And I'm like, oh, that was awful.
0: <laughs> so that's maybe the the worst thing George Lucas has ever done.
1: I don't think I'll say that. <laughs>
0: fair enough we'll we'll fire shots in future seasons i'd like to have you back every season if that's okay
1: that sounds good
0: you said empire was your favorite right
1: absolutely
0: okay what is it about empire that makes it your favorite what i
1: really liked about it was i think it's the first movie i had watched where the bad guys won you know, it always seemed like every time the the protagonist wins in every movie I had seen pretty much. And this one it's like the way it ended with hand getting frozen and Lucas' hand cut off and just so much is going wrong for the protagonist and then the movie
0: doesn't resolve it. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that was crazy for me is I remember listening to a commentary when I was in my 20s for Empire Strikes Back and hearing George Lucas talking about how a lot of audiences didn't like the movie at the time. When I looked it up kids definitely loved it and definitely didn't believe Darth Vader. (laughs) Like they thought he was lying but what's really interesting was Lucas was talking about how it was really pulling the rug out from the audience and I was like yeah he's he's pretty right because there's stuff even like when Luke goes off to face Vader and Yoda and Obi-Wan are trying to tell him it's a mistake and then Obi-Wan says that boy's our last hope and then Yoda's like there is another and you know that is like I didn't think about that but if you're an adult and you hear there's another you're like this guy's in trouble because <laughs> he's not even he's not even guaranteed to be the protagonist in the next movie at that point you know
1: yeah and you know, we literally see him end the movie hanging by a thread.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of the Vader reveal? Do you remember seeing that for the first time? You said you kind of remember Star Wars being ever-present. What about Empire? Do you remember the first time that that reveal hit you or were you just so inundated with it you can't remember?
1: You know, it's one of those things I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw it right after we watched uh,
0: A New Hope. So
1: I feel like it was about the time... A New Hope came out, so we probably ran at the first two movies and watched them like, you know, a weekend binge marathon or something. So I wasn't really old enough to really comprehend everything that's going on.
0: That's fair. No, I get you. I found out from my dad that I went to Empire when I was a one. I don't remember that. Yeah, nobody... Yeah, I apparently went to the theater and saw Jedi with him, and I don't remember that either. But what I do remember is watching A New Hope at my grandma's house, which I think my dad was staying with her for a little while, and... I remember just watching it on TV and being blown away from it. I thought that was my first introduction to Star Wars, but I found out from my dad, no, you were seeing it your entire life. Like, <laughs> you know, but I saw it on TV because Jedi was out in the theaters and I, that was when it really stuck to me. But I cannot for the life of me remember how I felt about the Vader thing, because I know I after I watch it on TV, I went back to Portland and we rented Empire Strikes Back and I watch it, but I don't remember remember how I felt about it you know what I mean and even Empire it was just another Star Wars movie until maybe when I was in middle school or high school and then it became my favorite but it was it wasn't instantaneous it was like a gradual thing over time was there anything that ever stuck out to you in those movies like a little piece of, I, I know we've gone over minutiae over and over again but I'm curious do you remember any minutia you used to ponder over when you're a kid a lot
1: <sighs> Not. Not really,
0: but as
1: a kid, I really wasn't huge into Star Wars. I had seen them, but it wasn't like a huge, huge part. I mean, G.I. Joe had taken up, you know, all of my Christmas time and money and
0: (laughs) Which is interesting, because they definitely stole a lot of sound files from Star Wars.
1: Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they even modeled their new line of G.I. Joes after the Star Wars figures. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. We covered that in an in-syndication. We talked about uh, G.I. Joe, uh, just because of the oil crisis they they were making. Smaller figurines, because Star Wars figurines were doing great and that's that's crazy to me because i remember growing up with those little figurines and then seeing my dad's gi joe's and i was like those are huge but now that i'm an adult i notice the star wars stuff you see the really big figurines all the time too for star wars so they like i don't really pay attention to the big figurines very much because the little ones are what remind me of my youth
1: yeah and you know it was always the price point on the Toys as a kid was at a spot where you could talk your parents into buying you one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the equivalent of like five or six bucks nowadays.
1: Yeah. I, well, I think there were like $3 back then. It was like a dollar for a Hot Wheel. It was like $3 for a G.I. Joe or 4 or $5 for a Star Wars figure.
0: Yeah. So I know you didn't have the typical Star Wars toys. Did you have any Star Wars merchandise growing up? Not really.
1: I had one
0: action figure I think I found on the street. <laughs> Do you remember which one it was?
1: It was a uh, Tessic. Is the character? I looked up the packaging today, and when they had originally sold it, it was Squidhead. Was his name? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it probably got retconned. How do you spell that? Tessek. T e s s e e k. E e k. Just a one e. Oh, Tessek. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. What's that dude in? like? I'm looking at his picture, but was he in like Jabba's palace or something?
1: It must be just background character java's palace
0: yeah he was from java's palace okay i i don't remember seeing that when i was just covering this Uh, i was doing jedi the other night but i don't remember this at all (laughs) he must have been real background they were really good about bringing background characters into toys
1: one thing i always thought was really interesting about star wars and the
0: original trilogy
1: was everything you saw on screen had a name
0: yeah you really get the feeling that there's a a real world going on
1: i mean you got like the little laughing thing come to find out his name is salacious crumb like learning little stuff like that is probably one of those things that i remember from grade school about star wars Mm -hmm. is that there was always little stuff that you could find out i mean this was definitely way before the internet was a thing
0: yeah yeah no it's crazy i remember um watching the trailer for Phantom Menace at your house, and it took like a half hour of buffering before we could watch the trailer, but we were blown away that we could watch a movie trailer on the internet. (laughs) Those were the days. Were they? I don't...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could get off side rant here, but I don't want...
0: No, no, it's all good. I know we've taken apart Minutia for sure. When does that creep in? Do you think that's like the Kevin Smith thing happening because i feel like when clerks came out that changed the way we talked about star wars a little bit not everybody just you and me
1: um i think it was always sort of there i don't feel like i ever had the long weird discussions like in the clerks movie with the rebuilding the death sort of
0: discussion the independent contractors that were murdered by lando calrissian essentially pretty much yeah Yeah, I do remember you getting in a shouting match with Kirk one time and it was funny. We had this guy named Kirk who was like the biggest Star Wars fan we probably knew at the time. And he was one of those guys that he had all of the old books and was like all the figures and, you know, like you would picture a Star Wars fan from back in those days. And I remember saying Star Wars and he's like, that's the name of the saga. The movie is A New Hope. And I remember you literally yelling at him in the cafeteria. saying it's called star wars that's what it says on my cassette tape
1: (laughs) it still says that i have a v i still have a vhs that says star wars yeah there is nowhere on that entire box that says a new hope
0: yeah yeah it's that was retconned like i i have no problem calling it a new hope now because we have so many other things to argue about yeah but that particular thing like it definitely was called star wars and then they decided to retitle it a new hope and that is in the credits but it was not originally you know yeah. and i i should i
1: have a the soundtrack on record and it just there's nowhere on the entire record that says a new hope yeah it's
0: and by the way you retitle that a new hope in 77 it probably doesn't become a huge movie honestly like at that time if you see something called the new hope probably not Star, there's something about Star Wars that captures the imagination, I think. Uh, God, I was trying to think of the
1: first movie I saw with a colon in it.
0: The first one that comes to my mind is, what was the Billy Crystal Jack Palance movie? City Slickers 2? Yeah, the, the Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> but there's probably one before that. Maybe... Maybe Hot Dog colon the movie?
1: Meatballs 2?
0: Didn't it have a... What was Meatballs I I remember Meatballs 2. I don't remember what the, the subtitle was. But I do remember it rips off Star Wars because it has an alien in it who floats people.
1: Well, Jaws 3 uh, in 3D. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: Wasn't it just called Jaws 3D though?
1: Or maybe it was Jaws colon 3d but it definitely wasn't a star wars colon a new hope for a long time
0: yeah i mean now they just call it a new hope they've just completely wrecked which i'm fine with because i get that looking backwards you had to do that to have it make sense
1: we have nine movies now so i mean it, it it really helps now like to delineate that portion of the saga
0: right and when you say nine you mean episodes you're aware <laughs> you're aware it's it's 11 or 12 depending on your point of view Well, yeah
1: nine direct and then two offshoots of that so
0: there was a clone wars theatrical release as well
1: yeah i don't know if i count that
0: i saw it in the theater i count it <laughs> <laughs> and every time i'm watching clone wars on disney plus it brings up you would like clone wars the movie and i'm like no i already watched it i'm not ready for the rewatch yet i have to do this for a podcast someday like leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) let me ask you a question who is your favorite character in star wars for the original trilogy
1: it used to be han solo and it was for a long time okay i've grown to really appreciate lando Calrissian. okay he is suave and even through the the george lucas he still is always looking out for number one even more so than honda yeah
0: you know well kind of kind of he comes around quicker right like I mean, he
1: was making deals with Vader before.
0: But he made a deal with Vader because he didn't have a choice. Vader showed up, and are you going to tell Vader no? Uh, I'd suggest
1: you don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you strangle people for less.
1: <laughs> I'll, just a quick aside. One of the things I've seen lately through the coronavirus is the social distancing yeah. force choke. Yep. Where. The first three movies. The first one, he like chokes the guy like directly. The second one's like six feet away, and the third one like via Skype.
0: (laughs) I didn't see the Skype one. That's hilarious. Somebody won up the meme that I saw. (laughs) That's great. There's something else I want to ask you. So I've been thinking about this a lot because I keep looking at Star Wars timelines because I think that's something that should be mentioned on this podcast. I'm trying to introduce people to all the Star Wars stuff. Year zero is when they blow up the Death Star. That moment is zero. Okay. And I think it's really because that's a big, the biggest moment of the movie. And so they're like, yeah, that's so important. That's the main part of the timeline, like Jesus being born. But what's interesting about it is like, if you go back to the, I think it's Revenge of the Sith, it's like 22 years. Okay. So. that long yeah so how old is anakin in revenge of the sith it seems to me like he's like maybe 23 at best would you say like any older than 23 oh in revenge of the sith he's like he seems like he's like
1: 19 in that
0: movie he seems like, like he's 19 <laughs> that, yeah. that is true
1: like somebody is not old enough to drink yet okay But definitely got a lot of attitude on their shoulders. Like, I can do anything. You can't hold me back.
0: Okay, let's just say 20 then. Okay. Honestly, like, maturity-wise, there's no difference between 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. But we'll say 20. So if he's 20 in that, you go to uh, Star Wars, or excuse me, A New Hope, which is 22 years. So that would make him 42. And then Jedi takes place six years after A New Hope. So that would make him 48. Dude, what happened like i know he like got melted away with lava and stuff but like he is an old man and obi-wan like obi-wan is ancient by that point like did the desert just dry out his skin what happened the fourth is hard on the skin i guess
1: i always feel like vader really ages i mean when we see him like at the end of jedi when he takes has his mask off. I mean, he's this old old looking dude.
0: The oldest forty six year old you've ever seen.
1: (laughs) I mean if you've worn a mask for twenty six years, I've seen people lately with the coronavirus that have been on like seventy two hour shifts that like look like they've aged seven years and seven hours.
0: So how much older is Obi Wan than Darth Vader, I feel like he's like ten years old, dude. Does that sound right? Because I'm trying to think no, of a Phantom Menace.
1: A Phantom, because it looks like Anakin's like six ish.
0: Oh, I thought he was like ten.
1: Well, maybe because he does like start having those uh feelings for the opposite for Padme there. Yeah. So, okay, so I'll give him preteen.
0: Okay we'll say 11 tops Let, let's go 11 let's be let's be generous so obi-wan probably like 20
1: I'm 20 i'm gonna say he's like 21 like he's somebody that's like finishes apprenticeship as a jedi i'm just saying that's like about to get out of college so 21 22
0: that's fair okay let's go let's go 22 let's be generous again in our estimates oh so he's 11 years older than Anakin. right so if he's 22. And by our estimates, that would mean that nine years passed between the first prequel and the second prequel. So that would make him, we said he was 20. So that would make him like 29. And then you add 22 years. So he's like 51 when he dies. He's 51 and he looks like he's in his 70s.
1: I mean, Alex Guinness was.
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's my point. So this all leads me to a point because I think I figured this out. I always thought that George Lucas just screwed it up with this timeline, but I think I've actually figured this out. And it's from a book that's not canon anymore, and it probably never really was because it's super crazy. But in one of these Lando Calrissian books, they talk about a standard year. Like it's before the Battle of Yevon, so there's not... That's that timeline, but they say a standard year and I'm like standard year. That's right. Because our years is how long as the sun goes around the earth. Right? Right. So then I'm like, maybe they're figuring it off as something else, like a different orbit or something like that. You know what I mean? And then it makes more sense because you also look from return of the Jedi to the force awakens. I think it's 35 years, but like it was more than that in real life, like in, re- in real life, it was, well, let's see. So it was 77 to 2015. So it was like 38 years. So like, I think that's it. I think it's just they're going off of a different orbit.
1: That has to be.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm standing with. I've never actually read the explanation on this, but it kind of makes sense, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere with this. This is just something I figured out. So you were saying Han Solo was your favorite character, and then it wound up being Lando. So... I started out with Luke being my favorite. I was very much a front runner growing up. Like Kermit the Frog was my favorite Muppet. You know, like on down the line, Indiana Jones is my favorite Indiana Jones character. But in Star Wars, it was always Luke. And then when I got older, I was like, yeah, Han Solo. But I gotta be honest, nobody gives me a charge like Admiral Akbar anymore. <laughs> I love Admiral Akbar, dude. <laughs> and I I tried to do an impression of him and it went off the rails I had to like completely cut it and re-record the section where I was talking about it because I can do mental trap but that's it like I cannot talk like him whatsoever it's phenomenal it's he's so goofy looking and there's something about the white jumpsuit with the weird tall head and the bulgy eyes and then he sounds like he should have a cigar hanging out of his mouth and be yelling about Spider-Man it's just phenomenal
1: see I I always see him as more like a general patent, like. He should have, he's definitely needs a cigar hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. But he seems like the type of army general you see in a lot of movies. Like, we need to nuke him and we need to nuke him now!
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Who's your favorite C character? Like, out of the original trilogy. Like, the character that nobody knows. You know what I mean? Or, like, very few people know. You don't even have to know their name. You can just talk about what they look like.
1: You know, Salacious Crumb. I gotta go back to Salacious from like it's when i found out the name of that little rat dude's <laughs> character <laughs> As a kid, it just stuck with me. And
0: <laughs> I'm glad you brought him up again because I talked about Salacious Crumb a little bit in the act one of my Return of the Jedi episode, but something I failed to mention was he was far and away stealing the show with all the cast and crew. Everybody loves Salacious Crumb. He was everybody's favorite on the set. So
1: He was the OG Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what's funny about that? I had this conversation with my daughter and she was watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time after she had seen baby Yoda. And we're sitting there watching it. And she goes, I don't like Yoda. He's ugly. And I'm like, hold on. I was like, Yoda was the cute, adorable one when I was growing up. And you thought he was too. It's just that now that you see him in baby form, you actually look at him like he was intended, which is an old man Muppet, you know? <laughs> Because remember when he's, like, and he's, like, eating stuff and, like, knocking his cane on R2 and all that? Like, he's adorable.
1: He's, like, going through Luke's ship and just, like, throwing junk out of it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And his ears, because they're that weird foam rubber, his ears kind of bounce because of what his ears are made of. I love it, dude. I love everything about old school Yoda.
1: You know, when you talk about that, like, I forget how much I really love the original Yoda. Yeah, that's that might be the reason I like Empire so much is because we get all the Yoda. I mean, we get the uh, the crazy Yoda. We get the very wise Yoda. We get all the Yoda,
0: (laughs) all of it, (laughs) everything but the dying Yoda. And he's probably already dying. We just don't know. You know, when, when you have a 900 year lifespan, it takes a while before it kicks in. Yoda is by far my favorite part of Empire. There's a lot of things that I love about Empire. I love the reveal. I love so many things about it. But I think there's something about his wisdom. They make everything he says backwards so that people pay attention to what he's saying. Do or do not. There is no try. It just means don't give up. Right. Right. Yeah, that's all it's saying. But the way he says it backwards, it makes you really hang on it and feel like it's important. But it it is important. It's just like, it's such a basic thing you hear all the time. You don't think about it. When you look at Yoda, he's dispensing a lot of stuff that was like new age kind of stuff in the 70s, right? Yeah. Like a lot of transcendental meditation and things like that.
1: I never really thought about it, but you're definitely right. Like, because a lot of that stuff really came to the forefront in the late 70s. And I don't know if Star Wars was the impetus of that or just a reflection of of that.
0: Well, Empire is like 1980, so it's probably like a reflection of what's going on already, I'm thinking. <laughs> I won't quite give Star Wars that much credit. One thing that really made me laugh was our friend Matt Campbell, who does the We Had a Good Life podcast on the network. He put up this clip of Yoda and talked about how, like, basically he was this old weirdo who fed luke drugs and then like threw him in a dark cave to hallucinate (laughs) maybe he's not into yoga yeah he's just a weirdo dude that's all he is (laughs) all right you have any other thoughts you want to get out
1: i don't have much else to say about
0: the original trilogy
1: i still hold them in real high regard they're still some of my favorite movies The three as a whole are probably my top trilogy out of the Star Wars saga.
0: Let me ask you a question. I know your daughter was into Star Wars. Is she still into Star Wars? Has she just completely given that up?
1: When The Last Jedi came out, it really, really disappointed her. And she really turned
0: on Star Wars. Did you tell her we have three of them that did that to us?
1: (laughs) And that's your warning shot. I mean, Phantom Weddice didn't do that, like, as I'm watching in the theater, though.
0: Right. No, I know. We, we were fascinated by it. And then it was over time. <laughs> over time. It soured. Yeah.
1: She really enjoyed the rise of Skywalker. So it's tolerable. I mean, it's not a uh, wild fanaticism like it was pre Last
0: Jedi. But she still enjoyed it. She was borrowing books from me has she has she checked out any of the cartoons
1: i think she watched all of one series and part of the other i could tell you which ones but
0: fair enough i've said this to you before but i want to say it again i'm gonna highly recommend rebels to you i think you would really really dig rebels i know it's a cartoon it is the promise of what we thought star wars would always be when we were kids it's amazing dude it's so good
1: all right (laughs) (laughs)
0: Just take that. Thanks for joining me, dude. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Take my blaster, it's all I have. I'm working jobs I don't even want right now to get the money. I'm developing a Sean Hannity podcast right now. You think I want to produce Sean Hannity? You want it? Here it is. Uh, I've got a bad feeling about this. We have so many shows on the Not Safer Network. Download the entire first season of the show, not afraid of the Star Wars fan base, but maybe it should be? Jedi Master's degree. Two movies enter and only one movie leaves. Listen to Box Office Battle. Learn the history of television one show at a time with the podcast In Syndication. Music, anime, pop culture, movies, TV show, and the random babbling of two dudes who need to find something better to do. Check out A Feast of Geeks the podcast that's perfectly described with its title, Movies with Wrestlers, and download the entire first season of the radio drama about a serial killer ripped from the pages of a 100-year-old cookbook, A Thousand Ways to Please a Husband.